Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-93.9. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. Well, good morning, Kentuckiana. Bombing three, de- balmy three degrees outside, huh? A little bit of snow on the ground? Well, we're in winter. How about that? But uh, we get past this week, and uh, looks like it's going to be warming up and raining, and uh, so uh, we're we're about to uh, wave this cold cold wave goodbye for the moment, uh, at least for next week anyway. And uh, that's the nice thing about Kentucky is uh, we usually don't get a lot of any one kind of weather we kind of get a variety of weather here the weather's always changing we uh, we live in a transitional weather zone and uh, the plants uh, that we see that grow here uh, the especially the native plants uh, they've kind of acclimated themselves to the fact that this is what they have to deal with and uh they seem to do a lot better than, uh, you know, some of the plants that we bring in from faraway places. So, uh, uh that's one of the reasons why, uh, native plants, uh, are, are becoming more and more popular because they qu- require less work, you know, to keep them looking fabulous. Uh, they, they kind of take care of themselves. And, uh, so you might want to consider that when you're picking your palette of plants for your garden. Uh, and, uh, the other thing is, is your native pollinators are, are very, uh, familiar with those native plants. And, uh, so, uh, 
that helps uh, the you know the native pollinators as well by using uh, native plants. So um, if you've not tried some of those before, why you might want to consider it. Uh, it's uh, it's a great way to help the environment and uh, and maybe uh, produce a, a lower maintenance landscape at the same time. Um, We've uh, been trying to keep up with firewood orders uh, this week, and that's been a major undertaking. Uh, we're down a person right now. We're, we're looking for another uh, 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 person to fill a, a landscape position. And so if you know anybody that might uh, uh, be interested in a, in a position on, on our landscape team, why, give us a call. So. Uh, we um, um, uh, usually ha- we have year-round work for our landscape team. Uh, they they uh, unlike some companies, we do not lay our, our people off. And uh, if you uh, uh, think you might be interested in a position like that, why well, please give us a call. Um, in our um, we want to talk a little bit today about uh, a, a new construction material that um, is going to have applications in many areas of our home building. Uh, and uh, one of the things that it's going to allow us to do is significantly speed up construction. Now, when we build our homes, we build our homes uh, uh, with two things in mind speed of construction. And, and the ability to move uh, as much of the construction off-site to our shop as possible. We want to spend as little time on-site uh, doing construction work as possible. We want to shift our, our, our uh, house building to our shop rather than building it all on-site. Now, there's significant advantages to doing that. And number one is if you've ever had a house built, uh, you'll notice that every day, you know, contractors are showing up to the job site. You know, it takes them about 15 to 30 minutes a day, uh, 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 you know, in the morning to move their tools into the house or uh, onto the job site, you know, get them set up to get ready for work for the day. And by the end of the day, uh, they're taking another 15 to 30 minutes to pack up their tools to go home. Well, you know, if, if it takes nine months to build a house, just think about how much time is wasted just packing up tools uh, and either moving them to the house or out of the house uh, uh, to work. Uh, it's a significant amount of time that uh, is basically not work, not doing anything uh, in the way of constructing your house. Uh, so you're paying for that labor, uh, uh, even though, uh, they're not really working on the house. They're just moving tools in and out of the house. Uh, when, when you build offsite, uh, in, in a, in a secure shop, uh, you know, uh, people come into the shop and they work. And at the end of the day, they can set their tools down and leave. If they're going to be back tomorrow, they can set their tools down and leave, come back tomorrow, and their tools will be sitting right there where they left them. And uh, 
that's a that's a big savings uh, and in a big efficiency when constructing a house. Now, uh, we already pre-panelize our walls back at our shop. Now, our outside walls are ICF walls, which stands for Integrated Concrete Forms, and uh, those are basically styrofoam blocks that we build into wall panels, and they already have the window and door cutouts uh, already installed in them. Uh, and we have to frame around those windows and doors uh, so that when we pour concrete in the in the walls, uh, the concrete doesn't just pour right through the opening uh, in the wall. And uh, so we frame and brace those openings back at our shop. We also pre-wire and pre-plumb these walls. Uh, and um, uh, our internal walls are all steel stud frame walls, and uh, they too are pre-wired and pre-plumbed. Uh, and we used to have to move. We used to have to put our drywall uh, on the walls uh, at the job site. Well, that is, that is no more. Uh, there is a new material, a new construction material out there called magnesium oxide and it has some very unique properties number one it's installed just like drywall you can strike a uh, strike a line on it and and snap that wall cut that wall just like you would drywall you can attach it to the wall with drywall screws just like you do drywall but uh it is water resistant uh if it if it gets rained on it's not going to affect it uh, it's mold and mildew resistant. Uh, so should you get a water leak in the house or should the house get flooded, uh, the mold's not going to grow on it. Um, that's a significant uh, significant advantage in of itself. If you've ever had a house that you've had to fight black mold in, you know how uh, very expensive uh, uh, black mold abatement can be. And this product will allow you to avoid uh, those kinds of issues down the road. Uh, it's also uh, insect resistant. Uh, they have a product that is a direct replacement for concrete backer board. And so uh, we can now install this product um, on the walls, the internal walls of the house uh, before it leaves the shop. And since we brace our walls from the outside during the concrete pour, uh, this doesn't affect uh, the ability to go on and install the drywall on these walls. Uh, and uh, we can also install the drywall on our internal steel stud frame walls. And so when we're placing those walls in the house, we are a lot closer uh, to finishing the house uh, by doing that. Now, typically, uh, we would put uh, a steel joist framing uh, uh, um, for our uh, floors, you know, any floor above the basement floor. And uh, in the past, we would use a steel Lewis deck on top of it and then pour three inches of concrete. Well, uh, we have to wait for that concrete to dry for a day or two before we can put the next floor's worth of walls on top of it. And that slows down the construction process. Well, uh, they also have a magnesium oxide floor panel, which is a 20 millimeter floor panel. Uh, 
and we can install that directly on our joists, and we're ready to go on and install our next floor's uh, uh, walls immediately. Uh, so there's no slowdown in the construction process. Um, the other thing uh, that we're doing is we're building um, uh, prefab uh, custom kitchens and drywall back at our shop in what's called a pod. And these pods are uh, basically prefab rooms. They're all steel stud frame rooms. And now we'll be able to go on and install uh, these magnesium oxide panels inside. And if we're using drywall, we'll be able to use the magnesium oxide backer board replacement product uh, to attach our tile uh, directly to it uh, and use their floor pa- uh, uh, product for the subfloor and uh, also for the ceiling. And, uh, and, and so um, we'll be able to install this product on top of the pod and that will um, uh, waterproof the pod so that when we ship it to the job site, we don't have to worry about your finished bathroom or kitchen getting wet uh, um, until we get a roof on the on the on the house. Um, now that's not all. Uh, when it comes to the roof, again, uh, in the past we've used steel joist or steel rafter framing, um, and uh, and put a, a steel Lewis deck on top of that, and pour three inches of concrete on top of of the Lewis deck. To give you a concrete roof well uh, um, they this company offers a what's called a sip panel and uh, that's where you have two magnesium ox, uh, oxide panels and it's sandwiched in between with uh, eps styrofoam and so the styrofoam uh, serves as your insulation so um, these panels don't require rafters and they don't require trusts. Uh, they they require um, uh, like a, a beam at the peak and maybe one beam uh, uh, to support in the middle. And then we attach uh, the panel at the um, at where the wall uh, where the panel meets the wall. And it also serves as your overhang. Now they have some uh, built-in um, 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 uh, rafter material built into the panel, uh, and it's usually steel stud uh, framed. And uh, these panels um, can be R60 in value and can withstand sustained winds of 230 miles an hour. So that allows us to very quickly install a roof on a house. Uh, and these panels come in 24 foot long sections that are eight foot wide. And so um, setting up a roof is very quick. And we use a special coating on top of the roof that sets the color and the final texture for the roof. And uh, you don't need shingles and you don't need um, metal siding or you don't need, yeah, you don't need roof, metal roofing. Uh, it's just not required. Uh, put a coating on it and you're done. 
And uh, so uh, this allows us to significantly increase our, our, our um, um, uh, build uh, to, to reduce the time of the build even further. Uh, and it also reduces time on site even further. Uh, when we install our, our floors with these, um, these um, uh, steel uh, floor joists, uh, they, the, the floor joists are, are bolted into ledger boards and those floor panel, those floor joists can span up to 30 feet clear span. Uh, so now we'll be able to build a, a section of that floor, um, you know, that's 12 foot wide, that already have the ledger boards installed. We can go on and, and install the magnesium oxide floor panel. And we can set those with a, with a stinger crane and just bolt them right to the wall, the ICF walls. Uh, and uh, uh, that, uh, again, uh, speeds up uh, time of construction very significantly. And uh, uh, this is a very significant um, um, improvement for your house. Now, um, these panels have... An excellent fire rating. Uh, they meet or exceed the same fire rating that uh, gypsum drywall uh, um, uh, meets. And so um, uh, it, it's a superior building material that allows us to significantly speed up uh, the construction process. And it also uh, helps limit insect uh, um, uh, uh chewing uh, 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 on, on, you know, in the house. And with our house, um, there, there's, very, there's very little wood framing, if any, in the house at all. Uh, and so uh, there's really nothing for the termites to eat. Now, if you put wood trim in and you put wood flooring down, why they might chew on that. But uh, – Usually the you know the termites like to go after um, the wood framing in a house, and since we don't have any wood framing, why um, it's tough for them to really get uh, established in, in our houses. Uh, so when you eliminate the threat of termites, when you eliminate the threat of uh, mold and mildew due to a flood or uh, a water leak in the house. Um, you're increasing uh, or, or you're lessening the long-term maintenance uh, problems that older houses uh, tend to have at one point or another. Um, when you put drywall uh, on, on a, um, a wall in a, in a basement, uh, sometimes um, things happen beyond your control. Maybe the, the, um, the sewers back up and you get water flooded into your basement. Uh, and uh, with this type of wall, with this type of uh, drywall product, uh, you don't even have to take drywall off the, off of the house. You know, you don't have to cut it off at wherever the water line was and replace it. Uh, and uh, that's a very significant improvement uh, for, for house maintenance. Uh it's bad news for the remodelers uh, just because 
they get called when one of those uh, events happen and they have to come in and they have to cut all that stuff out and put all new stuff in. So, um, uh, but it's good news for the homeowner because now they don't incur that expense. And so if you um, take a long-term view about your home ownership and what potential problems might cost you big time money in the long run, um, this product will, will help alleviate those and speed up construction of the house uh, uh, at, at the initial onset of the build of the house. Those are all very positive um, um, news for, uh, 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 for home building. And uh, uh, if you have any questions about the material, why give us a call. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, these wall panels can be painted just like uh, a regular drywall uh, product can be painted. Uh, and they have a special uh, mud material that you apply to it uh, to um, seal the seams uh, between the drywall panels. Uh, and so uh, they act very similar to drywall, uh, that, but uh, they have some very important differences to drywall, including higher impact resistant, uh, resistance. So much tougher to put a hole in the wall. If you have somebody that has a temper, uh, wouldn't recommend them trying to punch a hole through the wall. Uh, they might uh, they might injure themselves uh, trying to make that happen. And uh, so, um, uh, again, uh, just a very uh, just a significantly superior building material that will have major implications. Uh, for your home and uh, the other thing about the material is it's fire resistance and again if we're using steel stud framing in this product in your house um, you know your your personal possessions might catch on fire uh, but um, most of your house will survive a fire event and and you won't have to go in and completely gut the house and start over uh, and again that's a very another significant thing there are a lot of house fires uh, every year around the United States and uh, they're due to many different uh, reasons uh, including uh, wildfires on the outside of the house I mean uh, out west that's a significant threat to your house these panels can also be used on the outside of the exterior of the house. Um, within a couple of years, um, they'll actually have a hardy board um, uh, uh, replacement product that, that will compete with the guys from hardy board. And, uh, uh, and it will, so um, uh, just uh a lot to look forward to as we move down the road with this uh, building material. Now, it is a sustainable sustainable material, um, and uh, and uh, it uh, it's not concrete, so you don't have you don't even have to worry about uh, you know all the energy it takes to make it uh, because uh, this product uh, doesn't work that way. So. Um, 
just a, a, a great green energy building material that significantly speeds up uh, the home building process and uh, protects your home in the long term from some really tough things that uh, in the past have really caused uh, big time issues for homes. And uh, we're really excited about it. And uh, we think that uh, uh, this will allow us to build our houses even further. Our eventual goal is to be able to build a house on net 30 and to eliminate the uh, construction loan altogether. Now, that probably is going to be bad news to the banks. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've got plenty of money. They'll get over it. They'll find places to loan money out in other areas. Um, but uh, um, that's exactly what we're working towards. And um, uh, they also have a, um, a, uh, a vertical a SIP wall panel. And uh, uh, even though we build with ICF, there are times when we need a, a, a vertical SIP wall panel. For example, let's say we're going to build a Cape Cod house and you want dormers uh, in your roof line. Uh, we can use these SIP panels, uh, these vertical SIP panels to frame out your vertical dormers and then use the roof SIP panels uh, to put a roof over the dormers. So um, uh, it has applications even for an ICF house. Uh, there are applications for these vertical SIP panels. On their vertical SIP panels, uh, they have channels built into them for uh, electrical and plumbing uh, uh, to, to be able to run through the walls. So um, uh, they've pretty much thought of everything when it comes to these panels. And uh, um, uh, you could build a house with the uh, vertical SIP panels, but we feel like that the, the exterior walls of your house should be ICF because um, they have um, much more weather resilience uh, than any other product on the market. And so by building your external walls ICF, uh, you're protecting your family from uh, really um, violent weather extremes and uh, you're, you're building a more energy efficient house. Uh, your, your ICF walls have both a vapor barrier and air barrier built into them. Uh, and um, the concrete uh, of the walls um, have a geothermal uh, component. Uh, like when you build uh, a foundation below the frost line and then you build an ICF uh, wall on top of it, the, the ground temperature will move up the inner concrete wall of the ICF wall. And because um, the wall is insulated on both sides with styrofoam, uh, that temperature, that ground temperature, will travel up the wall almost three stories. And so uh, you're not heating from like three degrees like it is this morning you're heating from that constant 50 degree ground temperature 
up to the desired temperature in the house. And that's why that's one of the reasons why ICF is so much more energy efficient uh, than a wood frame home. Typically, an ICF house is somewhere between uh, uh, 65 and 70 percent more energy efficient than a wood frame home. That means that your house is going to save you money every month you live in it uh, uh, for the life of, of, of you living in the house. And uh, even uh, 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 like a 5,000 square foot house that has electric appliances, you're looking at about a $1,200 a year uh, electric bill. Uh, that's a very significant cost savings right there. And uh, now with these new uh, panels inside the house, uh, we should even get a better break on our homeowner's insurance. Uh, the company that's working with this product is working with the insurance companies right now to make them aware of the product and how it works and, and to be able to approach the uh, homeowner the um, insurance companies to get an even better break on your homeowner's insurance because the house you're building uh, will have less likelihood of having an insurance claim and uh, you know anybody who's had to had a house burned down or had you know had a tornado uh, tear down a house or, or have a house flooded or whatnot Anybody that's gone through one of those um, situations, um, even though the insurance, you know, will pay the claim, uh, it never makes you whole. And so, you know, um, your family may feel the ramifications of that, you know, for a very long time, if not, you know, for life. And, and so... Um, you know, this is another reason why considering an ICF home is, is a great investment for your family. Not only is your home, uh, safer, uh, uh and healthier, um, uh, but it saves you money every month you live in the house. And so, yeah, they are a little more expensive, uh, but if you look at the long-term savings on your house, uh, including uh, half the size high vac equipment required to uh, heat and cool that house, um, uh, you're not spending uh, appreciably uh, a lot more money in the long term. Uh, the long-term effects are probably even if not saving you money uh, in the long term. Um, so these are things that, uh, uh, you need to, uh, consider when, um, um, uh, when you start thinking about, uh, building your new home. Uh, and of course, uh, the product can be used to build home additions. And, um, another thing that, uh, a lot of the ICF suppliers don't talk about is security, um, if you've ever built a, a, a steel, uh, a, a, like a, a metal building for like a shop, um, uh, 
those buildings are easy to break into. I mean, all you need is a screw gun and a razor knife. Uh, you just uh, screw the metal panel off the side of the building uh, and, uh, and then cut through the insulation and step into the, step into the building. You don't even have to go through the door. Well, when you build an ICF, house, uh, an ICF uh, building for like a shop, uh, you have a six-inch reinforced concrete wall, and you are not going to be able to break into that wall, break through that wall uh, very easily without making a lot of noise. You'd be better off to try to break through a window or a door than to try to get through that wall. So from a security standpoint, um, ICF buildings are, are way ahead of the competition when it comes to security. So we're going to take our first break and we'll be back in just a minute. Taking care of your family isn't always easy. So we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-939. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. We're back, Kentuckiana, and uh, in this segment, we want to continue our design series that we've been discussing over the last couple radio shows. And uh, today we want to talk about uh, how to plan a shade garden. Now, um, shade is always desirable in a garden, and uh, some gardens are naturally shady and will require plants that thrive in such conditions. Uh, and although you really, w- you really want to do your homework around uh, north-facing gardens uh, to get the balance of uh, shade and sun just right. Now, many people uh, can can uh, design uh, 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 gardens uh, in sunny spots, uh, but a lot of people have trouble uh, when it comes to shade gardens. And uh, and so, uh, if you have a south facing garden, uh, that can also be uh, tricky uh, because. Um, uh, it, you know, on the south-facing side of a house, uh, uh, you you don't get a lot of shade at all. I mean, it's just glaring sun all day long. Now, of course, if you have large trees on the south side of your house, then you can still have a shade garden on the side, uh, south side of a, of a house. Uh, so... Um, uh, your 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 um, 
your particular garden will depend on you know uh, the trees that are planted, the mature trees that are planted, and uh, and and that will determine uh, the shade that you're going to get in that area. And um, uh, of course, shade is is crucial, especially in in a backyard. Uh, uh, if you have young kids, uh, they need a place to, uh, you know, to get out of that hot sun, you know, in the heat of the day, and uh, they'll be able to go outside and play and, and enjoy their time outside more if they, they have a cooler place to go to uh, when, when that, you know, uh, afternoon sun gets there and it starts really glaring down and getting really hot outside uh, and and uh, that goes for your outdoor living areas as well uh, you know if you have a deck or a patio uh, you know having a big uh, shade tree that will cast a shadow on that area uh, especially in the afternoon will make those areas much easier to um uh, uh, go out and enjoy those areas even on a warm day and uh, uh, that will depend on on um, how big the trees are and uh, how your house faces for example <clears throat> uh, if your house faces uh, if your if your backyard faces south then um, the the tree itself is is not really going to cast any shade uh, um, you know it's not going to project any shade now you'll still have shade under the tree canopy but uh, it's not going to cast a, a shadow itself uh, on an on an adjoining area uh, if you have a house that face uh, where the the um, the backyard faces um, east, then uh, you're going to get morning sun, uh, and then the house itself is going to uh, cast some shade on uh, the backyard. Um, and again, your tree canopy. Uh, is is only going to shade what's underneath the tree. Uh, if you have a, uh, a backyard that faces west, then you can plant your trees further back away from the house. And when that hot afternoon sun gets there, the tree itself will cast a big shadow uh, over your um, your landscape area, your your outdoor living area. So. Um, the orientation of your house is is a very important um, consideration when you buy a house, and uh, a lot of times people don't um, they don't consider that. Uh, really, in my opinion, the the best uh, orientation for a house is a house that uh, the front of the house faces east, uh, and the back of the house, of course, faces west. That allows you to go and plant your big shade trees um, in the back of the backyard. And by the time they get, you know, humongous, why they're casting a shade over the entire backyard 
and you don't have you know big trees uh you know real close to the house so if a limb or something falls it don't poke a hole in the roof or something so um you know uh when you go to purchase a piece of property and you go to orient the house uh, be mindful of how you orient the house because um, uh, that has a very important as- um, aspect of the design of your garden is is how the how the house faces how the backyard faces and uh, that will, will put bearing on how you design uh, your backyard and your garden in your backyard and um, for those houses uh, that have a swimming pool uh, you wouldn't necessarily want to have uh, shade cast over the whole backyard because in that situation, uh, uh, you want the area around the pool to be sunny. And so, uh, again, it, it kind of depends on uh, what your family's needs are. So if you're thinking about uh, having a pool put in, you wouldn't necessarily want to face the house uh, east-west. In that situation, you'd want that area to be sunny uh, most of the day. And uh, and so you might want to have the backyard being a uh, um, south-facing area. Uh, And in that situation, uh, you might have to go to you know, patio umbrellas, you might have to use, uh, start thinking about a, a pergola or a covered porch uh, uh, to to um, give you some shade uh, uh, for the outdoor living area. But, you know, the, the area around the pool uh, remains sunny all day. So um, uh, the orientation of your house uh, will have uh, many um, um, uh, uh, there'll be many aspects of that when you design your garden and what what items you choose to put in your backyard will have um, um, a bearing on how you design that garden as well and uh, and when it comes to shade um for designing with shade, uh, uh, there are many perennials that uh, will tolerate full shade, and there are there are perennials out there that will tolerate that will f- you know um, have um, beautiful foliage um, throughout the summer in the shade. Uh, there are perennials that that will flower in the shade, and there are some annuals that will do well in the shade. Uh, now. There's two types of shade. There's dry shade and there's wet shade. Um, in dry shade, which is what we primarily have here, um, there are many perennials that will tolerate that, those conditions. Uh, if you have wet shade, uh, there are perennials that will tolerate wet shade as well. Uh, ferns, for example, will do well in wet shade. Uh, and there are some perennials out there that also will do well in wet shade and still have colorful foliage. So um, don't be intimidated uh, if you have a shade garden. 
there are plenty of choices for you to make. And if you need help, uh, picking those plants will come out to the garden center or talk to our landscape designer, Josh. He's fully capable of helping you uh, pick a plant palette uh, that will uh, provide you know beautiful textures and wonderful uh, variegations and, and, and colorful foliage and flowers that will um, uh, light up that area and really bring it to life. And uh, uh, shade is always something to be uh, celebrated and not dreaded. Um, uh, and uh, uh, for those people who don't have shade, it, it seems like the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. You know, those people who have shade wish they had more sun. And those people who have nothing but sun wish they had more shade. So, uh, I don't know that there's a happy medium there. It, it's just kind of how things go. Uh, um, uh, in the end, you have to work with what uh, Mother Nature has handed you, and you have to learn to uh, adapt uh, your garden design to what is there. And uh, uh, there's an old saying out there uh, for landscapers, it's, it's a landscaper's job that a customer hands them a sow's ear, and uh, it's the landscaper's job to make it look like a silk purse. And uh, it, it, it's, that, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, you know, we're always trying as landscape designers to um, take your eye away from the things that are not attractive and, and turn your attention to things that are, that are just eye-popping with wow factor and uh and those things that uh are, are less attractive just don't really even uh, uh they don't even call to your attention anymore if if your design is done right uh then you can expect uh uh that to happen now um another uh uh, uh part of garden design is uh, planning for garden privacy uh, and privacy can happen for, uh, uh, in many ways um, you can use a, a privacy fence of course there are privacy screens that you can install you know on the sides of a, like a deck for example uh, there are uh, many plants that can be planted that can be used as a privacy screen. Now, some privacy screens, you just need something low. You know, if you're setting up on a deck, you know, you may only need a privacy screen that's uh, five or six foot tall uh, on top of the deck. Uh, however, you know, if you have a, a two-story deck and uh, or your neighbor has a two-story deck and they're looking down on you, you're going to need a much taller privacy screen. Uh, and so uh, picking plants that have the right height to give you the screen you need uh, is, an, is an important design consideration. Uh, and with all evergreens, uh, the majority of them uh, don't like wet feet. Uh, there are a few that will tolerate you know, some wet ground conditions but if you notice around town at some of the larger um, 
uh, uh, home developments, the the developers will go in and they will build these berms. Now, a lot of people think that the berm is just to um, um, uh, put some noise uh, 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 reduction uh, to the subdivision, and it does. But the other thing it does is those berms get those evergreen trees up out of that muck and allow those trees to thrive, even though if you plant them straight in the ground without the berm, they would probably just die. And so um, that is one particular thing that if you have soil that you can't get to, uh, you know, your evergreens to grow properly in, then you may have to add a, a berm to to plant your evergreens on. Now, uh, uh, again, uh, there are a, a number of uh, shrubs you know that get larger and that are evergreen that you could plant. You don't necessarily, depending on the the height of the of the screen you need you don't necessarily need uh, a real tall uh, privacy screen Uh, and there are some shrubs out there that would uh, fill the bill for that uh, uh, and do a great job now another uh, important aspect to privacy screens is how much real estate can you afford uh, to give the screen for example if you take a um, a green giant arborvitae those things are going to get 80 feet tall and they're going to get about 20 feet wide at the base. If you plant those in your yard, um, you know, you've got, you're going to have 20 feet of your yard eaten up by your privacy screen. And if you don't have that kind of real estate, uh, then you might want to pick a different uh, um, plant uh, to give you that screen. Uh, uh, and so, uh, you could go in with like an emerald arborvitae, uh, and they get about 15 foot, uh, tall, uh, and, and, but they only get about four foot wide. Now, uh, if that's not tall enough, then you might want to consider uh, using, a, 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 a deciduous tree if it's in your backyard and going to a, uh, columnar shaped shade tree that in the summertime you know the tree might be 30 40 feet tall but you know the tree canopy only gets maybe 10 15 foot wide and so uh, if you need that taller screen you could uh, go with a row of those and and then you could fill in at the base if you need a, a screen at the base with a um, with a narrower shrub that you know gets you know five uh, five to ten foot tall and and now you've completely screened in that area uh, and, and 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 to get your privacy. So there are. Um, there are specific things that we can do to help with that privacy screen uh, from a design standpoint. And um, don't forget hedges. Hedges are another effective way to get a screen, a privacy screen. Uh, and um, there are many choices that you can make uh, 
uh, when uh, building a hedge. Um, the nature of a hedge means that there'll be some trimming involved. Uh, generally, you're planting the plants closer together, and uh, and uh, you don't want them to get real wide, and so uh, you're going to have to trim them kind of on a regular basis. And if you're in one of those areas where you don't have enough real estate to let that hedge uh, be all it can be, or let that plant be all it can be, then your next best choice is to go with a hedge. Uh, that just means you'll have a little bit more landscape maintenance to do in the long run. And, um, and that's a very important um, consideration uh, when doing your design. It's not just the, what the initial look is going to look like. It's what is the long-term maintenance of your design? What is that going to require? You always need to keep an eye on that kind of a situation. Now, you know, you could also uh, install a trellis and uh, plant ivy on it and let it climb up the trellis and uh, provide that screen that you're looking for. Uh, you don't have to necessarily go with something that you've got to uh, uh, go and, and uh, trim on a regular basis. Um, so there are some other unique ways of, of dealing with that privacy screen that you can reduce your maintenance uh, uh, plan. And uh, we talked a little bit about uh, vegetable gardens before. Um, vegetable gardens also uh, uh, need some consider design considerations uh, in, in our climate. Um, I like to have a portion of my vegetable garden in full sun, and the rest of our uh, vegetable garden gets morning sun and afternoon shade. Uh, and the reason for that is a lot of your vegetable plants, um, uh, when the air temperature gets above 85 degrees, they quit setting fruit. Uh, ever notice your tomato uh, plants in the middle of the summer? You know, they're, uh, they're bearing uh, fruit right along, and all of a sudden you have a real hot period of time, and all of a sudden your, your vegetable plants just quit. They just quit bearing fruit, peppers and tomatoes, they just quit bearing. And then <clears throat> if you don't get uh, frustrated and pull them out and you wait, come fall, all of a sudden they just start bearing all at one time because the temperature dropped. And they started setting fruit again, and they try to make up for lost time. So um, by planting those types of plants to where they get uh, some afternoon shade on them, while you're reducing the temperature on your garden by, you know, 15 degrees, and a lot of times that, that 15 degrees is just enough drop in temperature to keep your, your plants bearing fruit all summer long. So – Siting your garden, your vegetable garden, has um, major uh, implications for how much um, produce you're going to produce out of the garden. Uh, also, it makes it easier on the garden if you have morning sun and afternoon shade because uh, in the heat of the day, uh, you're not out there in the boiling hot sun having to tend to the garden you're out there in the shade along with your plants. And so um, 
it has uh, it has some benefits for gardener as well as the as the plants in the garden uh, and uh, um, another design consideration is is uh, some plants require a plant rotation uh, and I've I've said this before but it's worth mentioning again we like to group our potatoes and our eggplant and our peppers and tomatoes in the same general area together and then we're going to rotate those plants to a new area every year and come back to that area like after four years of being in other places in the garden Um, and uh, there are diseases that get on these particular plants that get down in the soil and uh, you need that to that that uh, rest so that that those viruses and whatnot have time to work their way out of the soil and don't reinfect the plants on a yearly basis. Um, also, watch your um, your tiller and your and your tools, your hand tools, your hose and whatnot. They need to be uh, cleaned. Uh, so that you don't spread the, that disease uh, back into the new area you're planting your your vegetable garden in for next year. Well, man, where did the time go? We're out of time for the day, and uh, uh, we hope you found something that uh, you can use at your home or your prospective new home. Uh, give us a call at the garden center today if we can help you. We'd be glad to talk to you about any projects you have come up and coming. Um, Thanks for tuning in today, Louisville. Stay warm. Have a great week.